we're back. You can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> yeah, you guys are like, the, the, the responses have been really good and really bad. Like there's no middle ground, which I kind of love. No, you know, and that's that's what you want. You don't want indifference. The polarity of it mm-hmm. is amazing. Like people yeah. are either like, your parents must be so ashamed of you, or they're like, this shit is hilarious, yeah. which is great. Which both. Yeah, yeah. Which both. My mom okay. did kill herself to get away from me. So <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I didn't do that. Boom. <laughs> oh. oh, Britt, come on. Oh. Come on. <laughs> I try to laugh. I I start crying. It's so funny. I'm dead. Um, Well, guys, if you thought that the first two episodes were a lot, then buckle the fuck up because we're diving in the fucking shallow end today. We're we're gonna break our necks. (laughs) Today is a very loaded day, Brittany. The the heaviness. It's heavy your voice. because it is heavy. It is heavy. Okay, it's there's heavy. some stuff that's coming. Let's uh, let's do the not so heavy stuff. Okay, first. we're starting okay. not heavy. Yeah. So we did get a response from the pastor. Uh, if the, you guys remember, if the, you remember. the last episodes, uh, was it the last one or was it the one before I think it? it might it have been our first, first episode. episode. Brittany talks about a pastor that used to make her come really hard, or a guy who used to make her come really hard in college who then became a pastor, and she said she looked him up, and he's married, and blah, 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 blah. And, I mean, guys, we're joking. I mean, well, not yeah, joking. It all, really happened, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, no, it did really happen, but I'm obviously joking. I obviously wasn't trying to find him. I didn't <laughs> reach out. I don't have a drone circling over your house. Like, I want to send this person the definition of a joke. But he had the nerve. The nerve. Pastor saw it. Pastor. Father was not happy. Father. Daddy's mad. She's got a list of Hail Marys she's got to say. do a bunch of Our Fathers. (laughs) He said that he's considering what I'm saying, harassment. Which I think is interesting because me saying that he was good in bed is me saying the only good thing about this person It was his one redeeming quality. So this is my response. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm scaled. You should be grateful. I'm only saying the complimentary things about you and not the truth about how you were at Marquette. If you want, I'd gladly talk about the time we were hooking up and you called your cousins in the room to watch without my consent. A sex crime. Or how you always fucked in your roommate's bed to not get yours dirty. Just gross and not great roommate etiquette. Maybe when you were flagrantly fucking everything that walked, you should have prayed a little harder to your God that none of those women got more famous than you and had a platform to talk about you on. You were a garbage person and a good lay, and I only brought to light one of those things. So you should have been grateful. Anyway, like and subscribe. See you next episode. (laughs) Wow. And this is only her response because they wrote... Her, him and his now wife and by the way Brittany you've never named this person no, so it's, it's like, like crazy him and his now wife wrote us and threatened us to take down our episodes and so. calling it harassment by the way from the guy who the first time I hooked up with him I told someone they told someone it got back to him whatever he called me from a burner phone and said keep my name out of your mouth or I'll fucking kill you so if you want to talk about harassment, let's talk about how you fucking behaved back then. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's not very, uh, not very holy of not, him. <laughs> not very holy. feel about that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He must have really had to change his life around. I mean, really, someone truly. Like, I'll never you. forget the cousin thing because I remember it, that was like a legit sex trauma. Like mm. we were hooking up and he fucking called his cousins in the room and I was like, no, 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 no. I am not to comfortable watch. with this. No, to watch. 
And I was like, no. And then he didn't make them leave. So I got off of him and we stopped having sex. But I'm like half naked. And he's just then talking to his cousins until he decided he was done with the conversation and then started again. It was just like, this guy's such a piece of shit. He really should have been happy. The only thing I said that was he was good in bed. Yeah, that's not cool. That's horrible, Brett. I'm so sorry. Yikes. It's okay. Yeah, so we wanted to just address that, first of all. Yeah. If one thing we're not going to let slide on this podcast is bad behavior. It's like these guys just want to act like pieces of shit, and they never want to be called out. Never. Never. No, because they they just think they can do whatever they want, say whatever they want, and that no one is going to... Do say anything, anything. Yeah. and I think back then that was true because there was such a culture of protection around the basketball players like mm-hmm. they could do anything those guys were worshipped at Marquette they were very protective of each other and then just protected by the school it's really scary yeah I don't like that yeah so so that's how we're starting the podcast that was uh, my light introduction yeah maybe he should go repent a little bit as well for so long I've just kept my mouth shut about anything bad that's ever happened to me. And I've been trying to protect these men. And I'm like, why? For what and for who? Why am I protecting these people? Like, I think a lot of it was like, oh, I was drinking and I put myself in bad situations and I did this and I can find a million ways to blame myself. But I'm like, no, I'm sorry. If I'm making a joke about something that happened to me 16 years ago and you want to come to me and say it's harassment, I'll take you to fucking church. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not... I'm not playing. I'm not playing games. Yeah. No, it's not fair. And yeah. I'm glad you're speaking your truth. So. Yeah. There's a lot of that that's coming on today. <sighs> yeah. There's a lot of it. <laughs> where, where do we even go next from there? I think we just dropped the hammer. Okay. We gotta drop. Well, here the we hammer. go. Here's the other another person that yeah. you were protecting. Yeah. That. It's just crazy. Yeah. This is absolutely crazy, Brittany. I mean, this is you. So I I'm know. Let you... I know. I know. Got to drop the army hammer. So I briefly mentioned last episode having a situationship with a monster, with a bad guy who gave me an STD. And that was all I was going to say, because I think, you know, I knew going into it, he, his reputation preceded himself. I knew he was a bad guy. I knew he had gotten taken down already. And I met him through sober friends. And um, because he's a part of the sober community right now. Right. Okay. And he's he's working a sober program and he's a sober mentor. He's a sober companion. Companion. So that is how I met him. He was sober companioning someone in L.A. And as somebody who's in recovery, I believe in a redemption arc and I believe that people can change. Yeah. And, you know, I think when there's life, there's hope. Mm -hmm. And I do fully believe that. And when I met him. You know, it was all under I'm sober, I'm I'm different, I'm working this program, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm spiritual. I'm spiritual. Just yeah. everything that, you know, is a big karmic burn off the last two years, all of this stuff. And I asked him in our first text conversation, I said, are you single? Because it is a living amends of mine to not be involved with somebody who isn't. And he said, yes. He said, it's also one of my living amends. We just saw a couple days ago. I don't even know how you saw that. I just saw a Daily Mail thing that came up and it was him engaged or that he had a fiance for a second and they got unengaged or whatever. But then I saw the time that it said that they were engaged and I was like, oh my God, that's literally when 
you guys were hooking up. Right. So they were engaged in, according to Instagram, October. And he and I had a short situationship between August and September. And during that situationship, I asked him, are you talking to anyone else? And he said, yes, there's a girl in Prague, but there's it's nothing serious because she's so far away. And then there's also a girl in L.A. occasionally. And I was like, OK, great. Didn't think anything of it. Um, meanwhile, this girl in Prague comes out saying that they were engaged in October. So I it's not impossible but it is improbable that he was single in August and September. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, like, how do you literally September like I'm single, and then in October you're engaged? I mean, he is a very intense person, so yeah. there's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Like, nothing is impossible here. But I looked at her Instagram when it all came out, and she's getting flowers from him in September, like the middle of September, and her caption is saying, "I love you, American. I love you. I love you. I love you." I think it's unlikely yeah. that you, because he and I stopped talking the first week of September, I uh-huh. think it's very unlikely that you went into a relationship where you're saying, I love you within two weeks, engaged within four to six. Yeah. So he was definitely had a serious relationship with this girl's, you know. Yeah. I yeah, mean- absolutely. And, you know, I think the thing that was tricky about him was he was very open about everything. Anytime I had a question about anything, about the cannibalism, about... All the stuff in the media, he was very willing to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I immediately was like, we are going to obviously have to talk about the cannibalism. What's up with that? And the way he explained it to me is he said it's a cycle of completion. So he's like, I'm inside of you. I want you to be inside of me. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Could I just put a finger in your butt? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to eat somebody? Yeah. My Lord. I'm like, do you need, <laughs> do you need my McRibs? Because I feel like. Bro. I feel like if it's a cycle of completion, <clears throat> we could do it. He's a like, no, way. I need to eat you and literally shit you out. <laughs> yeah. like, I need to yeah. I need to get constipated on yeah. your flesh. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah. I and mean, also nasty. Like, did he act like did he say like he actually eat eat people's like skin or like what did he say? No, he so he does this biting thing where it's like he will push it to the limit with biting. He will go as hard as you let him go with biting. Did he make you bleed? No. Okay. Because I wouldn't let him. It would get really fucking hard and I'd be like, stop. And he would stop. So in my experience, there was no, um, I was consensual with everything that was going on. And yeah. when I told him to stop, he would stop. So I didn't have the same experiences as, other girls. as the other girls. Right. Um, not negating any of their experiences or taking it away or saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying my experience was different. But um, you were branded by him. Oh, yeah. Which is something that. <laughs> He did to all the other girls, and then yeah. he's all telling you he's recovered, and then he's like, hey, got to give you a tattoo. Okay. Sorry, it's yeah. part of the thing. Yeah. You get my penis and a tattoo. <laughs> and <laughs> like, so this is like my bad and not noticing a red flag, you know? I'm a Taurus. You, I'm a bull. You I love, love a red flag. I love a red flag. You see a red flag, yeah, and you're like, like hey. <laughs> so the first night we did hang out, he did give us tattoos. Brittany, <laughs> the first night... Bitch, I thought this was after a couple weeks. They're on my hand. They're cute. Is that both? He gave you more than one? All those little ones? Yeah. He was just doing stick and poke. Okay, so it did escalate over the time that he was staying with this guy. He was sober companioning. He did order a tattoo gun and start. he started tattooing strangers. He was like calling it Cannibal Ink. Are you serious? Thought, yeah, he thought he was like being funny. And I'm like, maybe don't <laughs> lean into that. 
<laughs> Maybe don't. Um, but yeah, we got matching tattoos the first night, which I was in a dark place. Like, let's be honest. I was at the end of that tour. I was not mentally strong. I wasn't. I'm not proud of the fact I even entered into this thing, let alone that I got like mentally fucked by him. I remember when you told me you were seeing him and you were like, no, it seems like he's <laughs> in a healthy mind's place. And well, blah, blah, blah. Did. Yeah, yeah. And he... it, it, here's the thing is he's an actor and yeah. he's a really good actor mm-hmm. and he's been given a new script on how to act to do this whole Hollywood recovery arc or um, redemption arc thing. And like he had a whole thing in Rolling Stone yeah. about how you know he came forward about his abuse he experienced when he was younger and also like how he's in recovery and he's a better person now and it's all very convincing Mm because like he is a great actor like Mm -hmm. that's the thing I remember there was a point when we were hanging out and he was like I'm gonna go to acting class and I was like I don't think it's the acting that needs work you know (laughs) (laughs) I think it's who you are as a person you're like I really suggest actually therapy like that would be yeah much better yeah so anyway like I said, this is it's a short relationship, but it it was a lot in a short period of time. The third day of us even knowing each other, we were supposed to hang out and I didn't hear from him and I got a very uneasy feeling. And then the next day I woke up to a text of him saying he hooked up with another girl and it was bottom line behavior and bottom line behavior and sex and love addicts anonymous is basically like behavior that would be the equivalent to you drinking or using mm-hmm. like if you know what i mean like it fucks with your yeah. sobriety it's like mm-hmm. the kind of behavior that makes he's acting out mm-hmm. he's like my ex-wife pissed me off and you know the guy that he was sober companioning had girls over and he hooked up with one of the girls whatever he goes into this whole thing and i'm like why are you telling me this? Mm-hmm. Like, I've known you for three days. But now that I'm removed from the situation and I've talked to my therapist about this and I've, you know, been able to assess it, um, not being so zoomed in on it, this is a narcissist technique mm-hmm. is they give you all of the truth in the beginning. They tell you everything in the beginning so that later when they start lying to you and manipulating you, you would never think twice that they were because oh they told me everything up front before you know right. like they're not gonna lie right. to me now. so then when i started to feel like he was lying to me later i was like no but why would he tell me he hooked up with that girl on day three if he was gonna lie you know what i mean yeah so um i left for canada i was going on a vacation with my dad where i was going to be completely offline and he like bought my book and he's like i'm going to be reading this you remember that yeah he literally sent you a picture of Brittany wrote a book. What was your book called again? Stop talking about sex and other advice I didn't take. Yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly still. Uh, Stop still taking a- it. <laughs> so um, but he bought your book and sent you a picture that he bought your book. Yeah. And, and then sent me a ton of texts. Well, I was gone. Not a ton. You know what I mean? Like in the documentary, he was sending like 50 a day. I got like 20 in a week. But so he's done a little work on himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a ton. Um, so I get back and I'm like, I want to see him trying to see him and he tells me he doesn't respond for a day and then he tells me he has COVID. Remember this? Yes. And he was saying too much about it. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was in bed. I was so weak. I couldn't even move. I blah, 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 whatever. I think I have COVID. And I was like, okay, this feels like a lie, but we're going to move on. And then when he was doing his whole COVID thing, that's when I saw PTSD John. (laughs) That's when I went and had dinner with John. Oh my gosh. And then He starts saying to me over text, like, I don't think I can give you what I want. I'm going back to the Caymans to be with my kids and my family and whatever. And I'm like, what do you mean what I want? Like, I don't want 
anything. Like yeah. I was just like seeing where this went and we hang out and we hook up one last time after I got back from Canada. And in the morning, I couldn't sleep. I can't sleep when I'm with a new guy. Like, do you have this? I mean, I don't really sleep well when I'm dating a new guy because I'm actually afraid I'm going to fart in my sleep. Yes. Like, that's my biggest fear is that's that hilarious. like, because I, I like have a little bit of IBS. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I got a little bit of a spicy stomach. Yeah. So my biggest fear is that like, I'm going to be staying overnight with a guy and I'm going to be like, yeah. and like, he's just going to dump me yeah. like as soon as the morning wakes up. So I just stay yes. awake, like clenching my butt cheeks. I Yeah. I don't yeah. have the fart thing, but I'm like. <laughs> like a mummy i'm just like ah, just like white knuckling it until the birds start <laughs> chirping oh, time to go yeah, well it's go. morning it's not like a weird thing for me to leave at like 6 a.m right so yeah. his phone starts going off at 5 a.m and it's going off a lot and he gets up at 8 and i'm like your phone's been going crazy and <clears throat> he looks at his phone and he's like oh this guy from my aa group his baby mama committed suicide and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god that's horrible is is he okay and he's like we're not that close and i was like okay he then calls a friend, another guy from AA, not the guy whose baby mother just committed suicide. And he said, should I tell blank congrats on getting full custody of the kid? Which I love a joke in a dark moment. I was not judging that, but it just let I'm telling you this. So you see how not close to this guy he and how was. unaffected, how unaffected he was. By okay. Him. So then the next day is Wednesday and we're supposed to have like a talk, like a lunch, like, okay, are we going to just like end it and say it was a nice, fun summer. See you later. Are we going to keep talking? Like what's going to kind of go on with us moving forward? And we were supposed to have this lunch and he's texting me in the morning trying to figure out where we're going to lunch. And then he sends me a text when he knows I'm in an AA meeting. And let me just read it so I get this perfectly. Wow. He said, fuck, my buddy blank from AA just called. His baby mama just killed herself with their son in the house. It's fucking gnarly. A group of us are going to be with him. Oh, my God. So brutal. She hung herself. And I'm like. Because it happened like two days before and he forgot you were there. Yes. And I was like. And I was like. Oh, my God. And it kind of all came crumbling down. Yeah. I was like, this guy's a psychopath. He's just lying. Like he is a psychopath. He's lying. And so I said, didn't this happen the morning I was with you? You told me about this already. Yeah, he totally forgot. he said, yes. And now it's gotten worse. We are heading How does hanging yourself get worse? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't pull this card much, but my mom did kill herself. And it doesn't get worse on the second or third day. You're not like, oh, crisis, day three. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Day one like, yeah. is when everyone, when the troops rally. Day three, you're already in like, what are we doing next mode? Yeah. You know? So he said, yes, and now it's gotten worse. We are heading over there because blank is falling apart. We are showing up to help him and sit with his son. He called me in shambles and the universe is telling me that's where I'm needed. This is where I can be of service. I have to go. I'm sorry. Dot, dot, dot. And like, bro, I, just be honest. You're, you're not interested in furthering the relationship. Right, right, you're right, right, fucking right. over like, it. Like, totally you fine. don't have to lie. Totally fine. I'm like, what? How did I give you the impression that I was not going to let you go? Yeah. Like, it was just so shocking. And I never heard from him again. And yeah. I now I have him blocked. So it's like, you know, the ability for him to reach out is isn't even there. But. What happened later is the guy that he was sober companioning, two things happened after the fact. One, the guy who was sober companioning called me and was like, hey, I have this girl who needs help. 
do you think you could help her out? And I was like, sure. And I meet with her and I'm like, how do you know blank? And she's like, oh, I, I met him this night. It was the craziest thing. I went over there and Army Hammer was there with this girl. And I was like, what night? And I gave her the date that he said he had COVID. And she's like, yes, it was that night. And oh, I was like, my God. I was like this fucking loser. And then I went and I had gotten an IUD put in and I started like I was very itchy and like I was kind of smelly and I was like oh my god did the IUD give me BV or something like that and I go to my gyno and she's like no she's like literally he's having D she's like I've put hundreds probably thousands of these in who did you sleep with last and I'm still he slept with you unprotected yes I'm still so fucked up in the head that I'm like it's not him he would never give me an STD and uh wrongo <laughs> I mean Brittany if he's sleeping with you unprotected no. he's sleeping with everyone unprotected I know I know listen I know it is not I'm not proud of it there were so many women who came forward before that I don't want to disrespect their narrative like I fully just completely ignored it I really believed him and I'm really embarrassed well I mean he did put out the article in Rolling Stone you had read that and then you met him in recovery so I mean as also someone who is a sober person we try to give people a chance I think you know I mean that's just a part of the sober community is that we try to say hey like here's your chance you know and people get many chances you know people relapse all the time and you know come back I mean it's that's part of what it is in this community right so I mean I think your heart especially you being you know so into this community you were willing to overlook things because you wanted to see okay I believe people can heal I believe people can change and I believe him yeah and you know but you know I also have to be prepared for the blowback that might come which is I can see a world where a lot of people are going to be mad that I even entertained this person who was accused of so much abuse and then that I'm sitting here and saying he's still bad yeah (laughs) shocker he he got worse I think he's worse now because he's manipulating and weaponizing recovery jargon recovery language this community this circle and acting like some he's just like some virtue signaling fucking savant and Mm -hmm. he's not he's just doing the same shit with like a different spin on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think he thought maybe that was his way to come back to Hollywood was to be like, 100%. oh no, like I'm in recovery. Like I have a famous sponsor right. and like, you know, we all know that famous sponsor sponsors a million people who aren't right. working the program that we know personally. Right. And like, you know, it, it. I think a lot of people like, you know, especially someone like that who wants to, you know, come back to Hollywood and be you know, back in the spotlight and back to whatever they did before. I mean, he was so angry. Like he would talk about other people getting roles and getting parts and all of this stuff. And he still had a lot of anger that he couldn't work. You know, he's like, it just, there was a sense about him that like, this is so unjust. This is so unfair. And I don't know. I I guess I I mean, you just think you would learn. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I really (sighs) do think. How many 
videos do they have to make? I mean, there was right. like, I mean, how many movies? There was like House of Hammer. There was, uh, what was the other thing? There was like so many things. I there think was there like, was just House of Hammer. But wasn't unless... there like another thing on him or like something else? It's Not like that a, I know of, but I mean, an HBO documentary is pretty substantial. I mean, it's just like, like how much more right. do you need to go like, fuck, maybe I shouldn't be doing these things. But know? here's the thing. I do think he's a psychopath. Like I looked up, like everyone's like, he's a narcissist. I'm like, he's a psychopath. Like I looked up the def- like the definitive qualities of a psychopath and it's narcissism, superficial charm, impulsivity, lack of guilt, lack of empathy. Psychopath. That's exactly what he is. He didn't give a shit that he repurposed this tragedy of this man's baby mother killing killing herself to get out of fucking Korean barbecue. Like... (laughs) And of course, he booked Korean barbecue too. You know, what yeah. I mean? like the most. He's like, go ahead, throw your pinky finger yeah, on there. Like, Let me just get one last it's little like, taste before we say goodbye. <laughs> what the hell? He's like, you bring any meat for me to cook? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no, I do think he uh, deserves an Oscar for the role he's playing right now, though, because he is just going around acting his whole entire ass off. Well, I mean, fuck. I dodged a can of bullet. <laughs> I mean, for his his own sake, I really hope that he, you know, just really stops and yeah. gets the proper help. But that's what everyone was saying years ago. And he, I think he acted like he stopped. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the thing. I don't even know if in his head he knows. How to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Or that he's misbehaving, you know, mm-hmm. like. And I wouldn't have said anything, by the way. I was going to just, like, die with this, but. The fact that this girl was engaged to him weeks later and saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, two weeks after we stopped talking, I'm just like this fucking guy. And he also told me he was going back to the Caymans to be with his family, and he went to Prague to propose to his girlfriend. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like... Just so many lies. It's crazy. Also, he's doing this I have no money thing. It's like, how are you flying to Prague and buying an engagement ring and all these flowers? I mean, I did see the ring. Well, no, it's it's bad. (laughs) The ring was... (laughs) No, it's bad. I was just like, I put a monocle on. I'm like, let me look at that (laughs) thing. Let me take a look, girlfriend. (laughs) Jesus. I would have never said yes Poor girl, too. God, what a shame. And I'm sorry to her if she's hearing this. Yeah. You know, this is probably really hurtful too. So sorry, you know, getting duped is not a fun feeling. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. So okay. Well, just well. a just a just a public service announcement to stay away from fucking psychopaths. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My this lord. Of this is the worst. That yeah, was the worst. that was the fucking worst. I mean, you've tough. had a lot of worsts yeah. lately, Brett. Yeah, that I'm was so tough. fucking I want to say I'm shocked, but I did warn you when you were like, I'm going out with this guy. I was like, bring No, everyone was just thrilled that I lived through it. You know, <laughs> like everyone's like, the fact you're alive is great. Like, wow. I was, you know, I'm just, I was in a dark place and I'm not proud of it. So Yeah, anyway. well. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> if we can fucking take the act can like we, we elevate We're like just it? walking away from an atomic <laughs> yeah, bomb fallout. Like, okay, anyway. Just get all this. To hell. <laughs> yeah, literally. Welcome to hell. Doggy. Like, how do we even tell any other worst after this? They're gonna seem so minuscule. I know. But compared these are, to we're this. doing vacation worse. It's kind of you guys wrote in and told us some of your worst vacation stories. And Brittany and I have some of our own. Yeah. Should we tell ours first? Yeah, or you should go we first. Do, I, should I feel I like we need mine? a little levity. 
We need a okay. little levity here. All right, which one was I going to tell? Okay, well, I have I've had a lot, okay? But one of my recent vacation worst was my husband was like, "Let's go to Bora Bora." We were on a, on tour with Motley for the entire year and we finally got a break and he's like, "Let's go to let's go to Tahiti. Let's go to Bora Bora." My it's favorite place, by the way. So beautiful. Yeah. It's so magical. It was my first time going and this was like right at the end of COVID. Like pretty much no one had COVID here anymore. Like right. it was just really filtered out. Hospitals were back to normal, you know. I had luckily not gotten COVID yet, right? And so I was like, okay, yeah, let's go on vacation. I'm so excited. Literally two days, we're on the Bora Bora. So you fly into Tahiti and then you go to Bora Bora. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Yes. You fly into Tahiti and go to Bora Bora. Because yes. you take a boat. It's like a 30-minute boat ride. Or you to, take a little plane. Or a little plane, yeah. whatever. We took a boat. Yeah. So um, we get to Bora Bora. Two days in, we're walking to dinner one night and I'm like, I feel kind of weird. Like, I just, I can't even describe the feeling. Like, I'm also not vaccinated. Um, But that's, you know, I know everyone's controversial about that. Yeah, I yeah. have uh, heart palpitation issues and my doctor was a little concerned about the vaccine. So I never got vaccinated. So mm. I was walking to dinner with him and I started to feel like really out of it. I can't even describe the feeling, but it was a horrible feeling. I felt like I was walk like I was, you know how you walk in dreams and you're walking yes. through sand. Yes. It felt like I was walking through sand. Or like you feel yourself moving, but you like just slow-mo. Yeah. It was in slow-mo. I was walking to dinner in slow-mo and he's like, are you all Right, and I was like, "Ew, I feel kind of weird." And I felt all hot and shit, yeah. but I was still trying to be cute. I'd like the thing on. I'm like, yeah. I don't feel so good. So like, we go to dinner. I eat like nothing. I have no appetite. We go back to the room, and I'm just like, I feel so sick, and I don't know what it is. I had no cough. I had no like sore throat, no nothing, but I did feel a little hot. Mm -hmm. I take a COVID test. Boom fucking covid dude second day in tahiti fucking covid no. and i was like who the fuck gave me covid like i've literally right. encountered like four people right? right and a sea turtle right yeah. the sea turtle was all <laughs> <laughs> just gave me like turtle covid yeah. i'm like fucked up right so i'm i have fucking covid and then also like when i'm peeing it hurts Oh, and no. I'm like Googling symptoms of like peeing and COVID. And I'm like, nah, this is not matching up. And then I bring UTI strips with me everywhere because I get UTIs a lot. I just do. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Well, probably because my husband's big old yeah. dick. Yeah. But <laughs> big old anyway. Dick. Is it uh, pierced? It is. Oh. And I think that might be part yeah, of it too. He's got like the, the I, I forget what it's called. I think it's called a. I don't know. It's underneath the dick. It's not like on the top. I think okay. Prince Albert's on the top. Or it's underneath of his dick. It's okay. pierced. Yes, it's pierced. And he's like, like doesn't it feel wait, good? The shaft or like yes, underneath of the what? head of the penis. Does it feel good? No, girl. <laughs> it feels like he's got like a fucking like a sharp spoon, and he's like, you like that? And it's just scraping my insides. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like it's like metal. It's just like an ice cream scoop, just scooping my ovaries. I'm like, ah, yeah. No, it doesn't <laughs> feel good. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, like it just depends how it depends. Yeah how yeah, yeah, we're yeah. doing like yeah. some positions I don't feel it right. some positions I'm like what the so it's definitely not like it makes it amazing no but like I'm like pieces of my skin are coming out <laughs> on it I'm like yeah it's great I love it it's <laughs> yeah. perfect yeah. no I love it I'm just crying yeah. it's great 
Love it. Anyway, um, but yeah, it doesn't help that it's like 20 feet long either, right? Um, So anyway, so then I'm like, fuck, I have a UTI and COVID at the same time. And this is our second day in Tahiti and we're there for like eight or 10 days. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck, I'm on an island. Bora Bora is an island. And the main island, Tahiti, is a plane ride or 30 minutes away. And so I call the concierge and I'm like, hey, like, can I get to a hospital? And they're like, oh, you're going to take a 30 minute boat ride ride or a plane it ride. It is a boat ride now that you're saying that. It's like you fly to Tahiti and then you, yeah, and then take, you take a little, a little plane, plane or, or, or a little boat and then to you take a boat. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's a plane insane. plane boat. It's insane. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God. And everyone that knows me knows that I have health anxiety. Like I'm always, I'm really scared of dying. I have really bad anxiety. So my health anxiety was like level 10. Like mm-hmm. it was horrible. Like my husband couldn't even be around me. Like he was like, I'm gonna go to the ocean. Like he <laughs> was like, this is really, <laughs> plus he didn't want to get COVID because right, he right, didn't have right, COVID yet right. either. So he was like, I can't even hang out with this bitch. Like, you know, I'm all (laughs) like, you know, I actually wasn't coughing, but I was like, I was. Yeah, you're not well. I was not well. Well, that's the worst part about Bora Bora, too, is it is so far away. It's so remote. They barely have food there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Their nachos are like chips with like. Dude, it was my worst it. nightmare, yeah. like yeah. to not be near a hospital. Yeah, there's no, so I'm definitely like, no hospital. So I'm calling the concierge and I'm like, well, what can we do? I'm really sick. Like, you know, and like people had already been taking like that fucking ivermectin or the, mm. uh, what's the other thing that they give you to shorten COVID? It was like, I didn't pay attention. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, there was something out, but of course they couldn't, Paxlovid. Yeah. They couldn't get that to me because they didn't have it. Right. You know, it's Tahiti. They're like, oh, we could probably mush up some coconuts and see what that does. I'm like, no, that's not going to fucking help. Okay, Katu, that's not going to help. Like, really? No, I don't want your fucking coconut. So then he goes, okay, I'll call the the doctor on the mainland and we'll have him come out, but it's going to be $500 cash. And we were like, okay, fine. Like, I'm fucking dying over here. I was so sick. I couldn't eat. I could barely, like, drink. I was just, like, peeing blood. Like, it was horrible. I wanted to go home. I wanted to get a flight. Yeah, dude. When I get UTIs, I have blood in my urine. Um, So I... I was very, very sick. And, and and actually, you know, this all took me back to when I was 18, when I almost died, I had a UTI and didn't know it. And it went, um, it turned into sepsis. So what had happened was the UTI had spread to my kidney and my kidney was trying to filter it. And I had no idea. And it, I went completely septic. And I was in the hospital for like a while. My dad had to come out. They called him and like, were like not sure I was going to make it. When I was 18, I almost oh died God. from this. So I was really scared. This was very triggering for me. This was like flashback to when yeah. I had almost died. And so the doctor comes, right? And he's wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Of and I'm like, I'm That's sorry. Your uniform. I'm like, did you just get off of work at Sharky's? Yeah. Like, what is going on? A bagger at Trader Joe's? Like, what is happening here? Uh, he was like that dude in the Adam Sandler movies with one, like, who's played by Rob Schneider, who has like one eye. Yeah. That was literally him. He was like, oh, oh who needs a doctor? And he was like a fake doctor. He had like a, he had like a Fisher Price stethoscope. Yeah. I was like, is that Fisher Price? Like, it was so bad, dude. He did not look like a doctor at all. Like, yeah. not even the littlest bit. And he's wearing flip-flops. I'm like, doctor, cover your toes. Yeah. Like, at least cover your toes. Yeah. Anyway, he shows up, and he has nothing he's with like, him. Water he literally has nothing with toes. him. He didn't even have a fucking stethoscope. Yeah. He had a paper bag. That's it. That's all he had. A paper bag and a Hawaiian shirt. And... He walks in, he goes, let me take a look at you, you know, whatever. And he's like looking at me and I'm not doing the accent. I'm horrible at it. I'm not making fun of it either. So shut up. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I don't need to get canceled yeah. again. So 
He takes a look at me, like puts his hand on my forehead. <laughs> puts his, he's like, yeah, kind of hot. And he's like, okay, for you, here you go. And he gives me a bag and the bag is full of a white powder. And I'm like, doctor, what do I do with this? Like, Snort, Snort it, it shove it up cooking. my ass. Like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is this seashells? Like, what is this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this sea salt? I don't even know what it is. Right. And he goes, oh, you pour it in a glass of water, you stir it and you drink it. And he's like, and your UTI will be gone. And he's like, that'll be $500. And I was like, okay. Meanwhile, my husband and I are trying to get a flight home, but then they're not going to let me fly because right. I have COVID. Right. So we just have to ride this shit out, right. right? So I take a big glass of water. I pour in this white powder and the water turns orange. <laughs> it's tang. I said, this motherfucker, I paid this bitch $500 for Tang? Are you fine? And then I was like, no, it can't be Tang. And then I drink it and it tastes orangey. I'm like, it's fucking Tang. It's fucking Kool-Aid, bro. Did it get rid of your UTI? No. I was so sick. Fever. They're like, I was still testing positive for COVID when we had to fly home eight days later. And I could barely walk and I could barely get on the plane. And I remember like bargaining with God. Like if I make this, I will never go to Tahiti again. And like, oh. I really, well, I already have a fear of traveling. I hate leaving my fucking house. Even getting here, I have fucking anxiety, right? So the fact that I really was trying to do, I was trying to do exposure therapy and push myself out of my comfort zone. Look what right, fucking right, happened, right. right? They're like, 99% of the things you worry about never happen to you. Oh, really? Oh, really? Because they do. They do happen to you and horrible and you bleed out of your pussy. Oh it's like, God, like literally, I hate these quotes I see online yeah. for anxiety recovery. Yeah. They're like, 99% of what you worry about never happens. Yeah. Bullshit. Worry is a wasted emotion. Yeah, really? is it? Because I could have been more prepared, yeah. right? Like if I had worried a little more, home. yeah, I could have stayed home if I had more anxiety anyway. So it did not help with my agoraphobia issue. It. So anyway, get Wait, what's by. agoraphobia? I'm fear of uh, people, fear of leaving the house, fear oh, okay. of public spaces. Like okay. that's actually what I really struggle with. That's why I take an antidepressant because an anti-anxiety because I really have trouble. Like my house is my safe space, mm -hmm. and I every time I leave my house. I don't feel safe. And I don't know why. I've been like this since I was little. Like my house when I was home was my safe space. My house now here is my safe space. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's where I know I'm okay. And I'm like, okay, this is my little safe space. I live 15 minutes from my closest hospital, West Hills. Right, like, right, right. I, you know, I have a doctor here who's great. Shout out to Dr. Amrani, who like, I email him at like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Dr. Amrani, like my heart's beating kind of fast. <laughs> and he's like, go to sleep, bitch. I've done every test on you. <laughs> We could not be poor, more different. Poor by the Dr. Amrani. I know you like want to die. I That's like, like why you went out with Army. You're like, I hope he slits my throat and drinks it. Like you literally want to die. Best case scenario, he drinks my blood. Like you literally have no fear of death. I have major fear of death. I don't anyway, even have health insurance. <laughs> like, it's like my worst nightmare. I have a do not resuscitate band on right now. <laughs> it's like, like your gold necklace. Yeah. It says do not DNR. help. <laughs> Leave me go. They're like, we can totally save you. Like this is fixable. No, no, no. Yeah, like it's no, a no, broken no. arm. I'm like, shoot me in the head. <laughs> Take me up back and shoot me. <laughs> so that's how we are very different, but yeah. opposites attract. <laughs> I worry about everything for us. Anyway, so I end up making it home. Thank God and getting everything treated. And Dr. Amrani, shout out to you again, sent me my proper antibiotics for my UTI and I wrote out the COVID and I got better. Um, but yeah, man, that was a fucking horrible trip. Yeah. And Tommy relapsed. Oh boy. <laughs> because he couldn't be near you. So yeah. He was on the beach I drinking. left that part out and he's like, well, what am I going to do? It's yeah. like, I just went to the, 
I just went to the beach and I got bored. And yeah. he's like, and guess what's on the beach? The bar. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, the pina coladas look delicious. Yeah. And that's what he was drinking. Yeah, like, Do you like pina colada? He was so happy. But then, like, you know, when we got back, he obviously, you know, it's uh, so. I mean, as a person who's I've been sober, God, for like 10 years, he, you know, it's crazy because, you know, he he had gone back and forth a couple times in the last few years. But I just notice every time it's shorter and shorter and he's like less interested in drinking and he gets sick. He doesn't like well, yeah, it anymore. Yeah, your body. Yeah, he's he's over it. So he's been doing great and I'm so proud of him. But it's yeah, that was literally, literally fucking poison. I mean, I and just you get immune to it when you drink it and drink it and drink it and drink it. But then when you stop and you start again. Your body's like, what is this? Well, especially because most addicts, you know, like Tommy, they'll go back to drinking like this giant amount that they used to drink and their body's like, whoa. I mean, this is how Amy Winehouse had died. You know, she was stopping drinking alcohol. I thought it was heroin. uh, I think it was alcohol. Was it? I don't know. We'll look it up. But yeah, yeah, maybe if we can fact check that, Mike. Um, But anyway, yeah, it was literally the worst trip. And then he got home and then he had to recover and I had to recover. And it was just like literally the trip from hell, dude. Well, from least, hell. At least you got Tang. $500 Tang. Yeah, $500 Tang. From fucking Dr. Hawaiian shirt. Oh, my He's God. just like buying more Hawaiian shirts. Oh, Mike, what does it say? Alcohol intoxication. You're yeah, right. that's what I thought. I was pretty sure. Woo! By the way, how cool is this shirt? This is um, the 27 <gasps> Club shirt. It has Cobain, Winehouse, Morrison. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, all the 27. Because I'm so sad and I miss all the, you know, Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix, who else is on here? Kurt Cobain, yeah. Anyway. Oh, wow, that's rad. Yeah, You so. have the best style. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah, so I'm never going to Tahiti again, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that really makes me sad because it's my favorite place and I want to go with you. Well, we're never going, unless I go, <laughs> unless I bring Dr. Amrani. <laughs> Dr. Amrani, you want to go to Tahiti? <laughs> Tommy's sponsor. <laughs> and Tommy's sponsor. <laughs> yes, literally. We just bring a whole medical just crew. Just a banana boat full of fucking... Just a bunch of fucked up people. Yeah. Dead. Oh my god. Okay. All right. I'm dead. Should I tell my worst story? Yeah. Turn your flashlight off. I'm such an old lady. <laughs> Dad, your flashlight's on. Dude, it's been on the whole fucking on. podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't even have my phone here, but um, should I do London or Turks? London or Turks? You pick. Do Turks because I know Turks story. Turks is actually the silver lining from Turks is that we became best, best friends. friends. We became best friends. So when I first met Brittany. I was not like super newly divorced, but like it was like a year I'd been divorced and I was like on the prowl and I was like, do you have a man for me? And she said no. And then she got home and she's like, I actually thought about it and I think I have someone for you. My mistake. (laughs) She was my, 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 was she wrong? Um, No, here's the thing. So she sent him to me and he is... Do I even want to say he's a DJ? Sure. He's a DJ. (laughs) He's a DJ. And I looked him up and I'm like, not, he wasn't like my type physically, but you were like, he's really funny. And we started talking and he was really funny. You guys both have a very dark sense of humor. And so I was like, it's a match. You know what I mean? Because by the way, over text, it was a match. Like we were having a great time. And then the second day into texting, he's like, crazy idea. I'm going to the Turks with a bunch of my friends, do you want to come? And I'm like, hell yeah. Like, this is the energy that I want. Brittany, you are so unhinged. I'd be like, no, like, (laughs) absolutely not. I know. Like, 2023 was a real year of It was the year of yes. No, it was showcasing my mental illness. Like, truly, the fact that I had never met this guy, he 
didn't she doesn't even live in the country and i'm like our first date we will traverse land and sea <laughs> like, we, will, we will traverse land and sea so i was in the middle of my tour he was doing a show in chicago so well we were like we're gonna meet in chicago and then we'll go to the turks and in my head i'm like if we don't get along in chicago I'll i can just, just fly home. home yeah so he gets to chicago and the first night was great like we had a lot of fun together and the next day things get not dicey but just like little red flags start popping up like i was walking around the hotel room and my ankles sometimes pop and he was like is that your ankles he's like that's fucking disgusting and i'm like okay well i noticed (laughs) that you didn't bring a toothbrush on this trip he doesn't have a toothbrush he's not brushing his teeth and he's chain smoking indoors and he's making me watch highlight his twitch highlights and so i was like this is not great but that's okay dead we go to his shows and then we're we're leaving for the airport and he lost his phone and he's looking for it manically and i was like did you leave it in the bathroom because that's the last place he was i was just trying to help him think through what could have happened and he was like no i didn't leave it in the bathroom that's the stupidest fucking thing i've ever heard in my entire life and i was like whoa <laughs> so it took like a real hard laugh so then like, you really got turned on <laughs> yeah so then i was like da, da. <laughs> yeah no i was like whoa it was just shocking and i got like the gut instinct don't go to the turks yeah because now i'm about to go spend five days with this person <laughs> in the fucking turks with just his friends in a house it's also not like we're in a hotel and like, you didn't know anybody else no and you I'd, barely knew him i barely knew and him. i wasn't there and i also barely knew you at this yeah. point. like we were just becoming friends and so why didn't you listen to your gut because it was the year of yes <laughs> You're like, listen to my gut, the thing that no, can't take milk. I was like, because two weeks prior, my gut told me I had to fart and then I shit my pants. <laughs> so I was like, my gut is not to be trusted. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> you know what? The gut, the gut's out. Yeah. So he then a few minutes later, he's like, nobody say anything. Somebody hand me my back, my backpack. And I was like, OK, whatever. He gets handed his backpack, his phone's in his backpack. And I was Duh. like, well, if that isn't the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. And he was like, what'd you just say? And I was like, nothing. And I didn't repeat it. And then he tried like being nicey nice, but he wasn't going to apologize. Uh-huh. And I was just done. I turned off. I was like. The way he snapped on me, the way he handled it afterwards. I was like, this is not a vibe. And then he texted you. Remember, he texted you before we even went to the Turks. And he's like, she doesn't like me. So I don't know if there's a little bit of something with him where he can't really read situations or like, you know. We know what it is. Yeah, we know what it is. Uh, There's something there for sure. Where he can't read situations. So I think he thought that instead of me being mad that he snapped on me, I was just being a bitch for no reason you know what i mean and i didn't Mm -hmm. like him and then he just decides fuck this bitch like he in that moment like i think after he texted you it was over i was gonna try and talk to him when we got to the turks but by the time we got to the turks he was already fully ignoring me like we get there he sets up his computer outside at night when i was like going to bed we're going to bed in the same room he would go and play like video games and just he was just ignoring me then during the day he was just wake skating the whole time wakeboarding whatever we <laughs> with tomato potato what the fuck's the difference wake surfing <laughs> yeah. i mean just he, 
the, and then when he wasn't doing it, he would just get on his phone and he was just texting another girl the whole time. And I was just like, let me talk to her. Let me, <laughs> let me tell her that te- the texting is the best part. Because <laughs> don't don't let him get you to the Turks, you know, because <laughs> it's going to go down fucking hell from here. I'm dead. But one of the things that he told me when we first started talking was that his ex-wife uh, joined a cult. Yeah. And that's why they got divorced. And after spending a week with him, I was like, I, too, would join a cult <laughs> if I could get the fuck away from you. Oh my God. It would be more loving. <laughs> it would be more acceptance. But I had told you that, like, you know, and it's just his personality. Like, I've been on many trips with him. And every time he's brought a girl, he doesn't really talk to them. Well, that's not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why I thought like, but I thought it'd be different because like you're really smart and funny. And I was like, oh, maybe it's just because like the girls were not the right match. And I right. was like, maybe. Yeah, no. But the best part was when when I was nagging him, he couldn't he couldn't hang. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I would make jokes about stuff. He's like, oh, I can't have a fucking hobby. And I'm like, <laughs> like what you, I was talking about video games. I was like, you fucking nerd. And he's like, oh, I can't have a fucking hobby. And I'm like, OK, this is not going great. <laughs> is not going well you know i'm sorry um, b that no, was all be my sorry, fault because the best part is uh, i was texting you 24 7 yeah I was like, this guy is a nightmare <laughs> you're like, like thanks a lot bitch yeah thanks a lot bitch but the best thing i mean the thing is i have you know nothing against him no bad yeah. blood i obviously just talked a lot of shit but like <laughs> <laughs> love him though but obviously love you <laughs> hard, hard eyes yeah <laughs> and he's one of our friends you know yeah. so i mean like i get it's just also like i've never had a romantic relationship with him but i've had a regular relationship Neither with him and, yeah <laughs> Oh my god! Oh boy, so, Brit, yeah. I'm so that Stop. was all me. I, I okay. mean, this can't all be pity for me. We have to, we have to turn it around. The whole podcast, I'm like, oh my arms god! We just do a slow zoom playing yeah. that song to your face. I'm dead. Okay, we have to get to everybody else's vacation worst because okay. some of these were fucking crazy. Crazy. Okay, I'm gonna start with the first one. I was on vacation with an ex at the Luxor in Vegas around 2002. In and around the hotel, we could see filming taking place for the TV show Fear Factor. What up, Joe Rogan? Yeah. Uh, we walked outside to get a better look, a, a better look-see, and start chatting with a, we start chatting with a couple. We find out that she's a grade school teacher. This will be great to keep in mind later, LOL. My ex and I decide we're going to make some fresh drinks in our room, and, I, and we tell them we'll be right back. They ask if they can go with us, which I thought was odd. <laughs> My ex is a sheer dildo and thought nothing of it. <laughs> We get to our room and I had to pee and I asked if anybody needed to go first and I get a round of no's so off I go. A minute or two later I walk out of the bathroom and I almost stepped in a huge pile of what what looked like horse shit. What? My boyfriend is now standing with me examining this shit. We're both trying to figure out what happened, how it happened, why it happened. The girl was nowhere to be found and her fellow looked bewildered like we were. He goes on to say poopy white sundress... (laughs) as it were, had a, oh, that's her nickname, Poopy White Sundress, as it were, had a medical condition where she just loses her bowels on the fly and she's looking into getting it checked out. Relatable. You <laughs> I'm like, wait, this story... Girlies, I'm like, guys. wait, this story's about me. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany was in Vegas in 2002. Oh, my God. Uh, apparently, I say Vegas wrong, too, so everybody can suck my dick. <laughs> According to the comments, I say it weird, but... You know what? I'm from Wisconsin, and I'm very scared of saying hard A's. Where I'm like, we're like, Vegas. So I overcorrected. Anyway, you should have read the story. Uh, she finally walks in 
from out in the hallway. She's so sorry, on and on. I took pity and suggested she can clean up in her bathroom since she was in distress. The fellows go back outside to avoid any more of this crap. I stayed... Literally. Truly. (laughs) I stayed by to make sure she didn't steal my clothes and jewelry or shit anywhere else. She comes out from her cleanup now wearing my good robe. Might I add, she used my higher-end shower and hair products too. Meanwhile, I'm trying to clean up this goddamn pile of shit. Why is she cleaning up (laughs) the shit? The girl who shit should be cleaning it up. She's just like... the bathroom having a spa day. That's like a fucking, <laughs> that's like a hazard. That's like oh a my God, it's so toxic disgusting. waste. Um, you need help, she asks. Um, yes, please. This is a true story and it's disgusting. I'll never forget that stay at the Luxor in this lifetime. I still wonder if she really was a grade school teacher. Teacher, if there's a story she can tell the class someday. There's a story she can tell the class someday. Oh my God. What a nightmare. What the who, fuck? Who, who just meets someone, invites them to the hotel room, and then you shit, shit on their, their floor? Room? Bro, I would at least jump into the hallway for a second, and then I could act like I didn't do it. Like, whoa. Right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, check out this shit in the also, hallway. Like, That's crazy. You're afraid to leave the house. She should be afraid to leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> like, this bitch is just shitting wherever. That's crazy, dude. Oh Irritable God. bowel syndrome does suck, I will say. I don't think that's I don't think I've ever shit myself and like if that. You have, if you have well, actually, sh- I have, but not like in someone's room. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you shit yourself? Don't just breeze um, past that. I, I used to like <laughs> play soccer when I was younger. Yeah. And um, I fucking would play soccer and it would be cold out, right? And then we get in my dad's van and it was warm. And he would always take me to get McDonald's after. And I was like, yay, McDonald's, right? Like, so happy. But then, like, I ate this McDonald's super fast. And we were driving home and I was like, oh, my God. I, I It's coming through me. Like, yeah. the fucking Big Mac attack is real. Like, it was going right through me, right? I just played soccer. I was all revved yeah, up. Yeah, and, yeah. and, like, I literally didn't make it home. I shit my soccer. My umbros. Did it go in your fucking My umbros. <laughs> No, it didn't leak down to the cleats, thank God. But my dad was just like so disappointed. Did the shin guards stop it? <laughs> the shit guards? The shit guards. They became shit guards. Oh no, God. it was horrible, dude. I shit my umbros and I had to throw them away because it was just like, I just, it was like in my shorts and I just tried to hold it oh, in no. the shorts so it wouldn't get on my dad's car seat. Oh. But he was like, he was like disappointed, but also thought it was funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it funny. was horrible. IBS, irritable Britney syndrome. <laughs> irritable Britney syndrome. Horrible. <laughs> this is uh, a girl uh, who was visiting her boyfriend in dc it says called oh no it's actually not a girl it's a gay guy who's oh just kidding i'm sorry shots fired i was visiting my boyfriend in dc for the first time and the first night i was there he beat the shit out of me good start all right i'm like Like, should we george washington used to do do we need to call someone (laughs) yeah all right the next morning i get a call from my dad telling me my mother was shot what the fuck? He just kept telling me to enjoy my time in D.C. and that she's going to be okay. I obviously wasn't going to bring up what had happened to me. For context, my mom is a realtor and was doing a safety inspection. The seller's brother was squatting there and shot my mom through the trap, flesh wound, and shot his sister through the wrist and killed the safety inspector. It was crazy. My mom is so strong, though. She told me to stay in D.C. and walked out of the hospital the same day. The fuck? Wait, this is this a vacation? I went to visit my boyfriend well, in yeah, D.C. Well, yeah, he got beat up in Washington, D.C. He got D. beat C. up by his boyfriend. And then he called home to be like, I've been beat. <laughs> and like, who cares like, if you've been yeah. beat? Your mom's got shot, all right? Shut up, you little <laughs> she's sh- sissy. Be fun. He's like, rub some what dirt on the it. Fu- Dude, how but scary. what trap? Like, what trap is in a house? A trap door? Dude, that... Oh, the little the trap, babe. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't the know mail that was... trap. 
This is insane, though. He killed the safety. That's what that was called. Yeah. The guy killed the safety inspector and then shot his own sister through the wrist and then shot the mom a flesh wound. But, like, how sad. Dude, the world is crazy. It's fucking wild. Again, 99% of the things you worry about don't happen. (laughs) Really? Really? Because this is pretty fucked up. (laughs) Should I read the next one, too? Yeah. Okay. I'm just really good at reading. You're great. I, like, really love it. It's one of my favorite things to do when I was younger. I was that nerd that was like, I'll read out loud, teach. I was like, too. This fucking nerd. But I'm just, okay. today's a rough one. It's a rough one. I'm going to let you have some time to yourself. You. Okay. So this one's anonymous. This is called Double Trouble. I was 15 when this happened to me. Me, my sister, my stepmom, and dad all went to Spain for a summer holiday. Great time. We were a close, happy family. So overall, I loved it. One day, we decided to go to a water park. Oh, boy. Yeah, bad start. There were two racing slides that were super high up, so my stepmom and my sister pussied out halfway through. My dad and I continued and got to the top. By the time, I was shitting myself and wanted to get down, but I thought I'd get it over with, so we go down the slides at the same time. I suddenly feel a breeze. My bikini top had completely come off as I shot to the bottom. My boobs were out for the whole world to see. What makes it worse was that they were the biggest slides at the water park so families would all gather at the bottom and take pictures to see people coming down. Me, 15 years old, in front of her dad, shoots down this water slide half naked. While I was scrambling to try to grab my bikini top, everyone at this point was laughing. My dad comes out of the slide next to me and sees me half naked, but there's blood everywhere. Whoa, he's screaming, I'm screaming. His toenail had gotten caught in one of the ridges of the slide and ripped clean off. (gasps) This is why I don't go to water parks. And then uh, let me tell you what the water park did. They were probably just like, all right, next person. They didn't clean that shit off, dude. I used to go to fucking water parks when I was younger. I would see people with like open sores and shit. Dude, when I was young, the largest water park, I think, in the country is in Wisconsin, which is strange because it's like frozen half the year. Yeah. But Noah's Ark, they had this really high slide and I went down it. I remember the first time I went down, I was a, I was a kid. I was young. I was 12 or something. I got a fucking enema. And when I stood up, like shit water came out. Ew. And then I was like, well, <laughs> see you later. Never go to a water park. There's my anal virginity. Yeah. <laughs> Noah's Ark took my anal yeah. virginity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, I'm jealous this girl had tits at 15. Yeah, I had huge tits at 15. Fuck, I've I had have, these tits I, forever. Sh- congrats. My I've, shirt came off at 15. They'd be like, what's up, dude? They'd be like, that poor little boy. Yeah. <laughs> that poor boy. That haired boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so his family stopped laughing and walked away from the guy screaming with blood gushing out of his ah! foot and the half-naked teenager. It was like a movie. We laugh about it now, but it was the most humiliating thing to ever happen to me. Duh! Uh! All right, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Okay. This is called Bahama Breeze. When I was younger, my father and I went on a cruise to the Bahamas and everything was going great until we arrived. (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't get off the ship because of a hurricane. This might not be a big deal for some, but I come from a low income family. So this was a huge disappointment because my dad and I had spent so much money on the cruise and we were stuck on the ship the whole time. Being stuck on a ship. Going on a cruise is my nightmare. Oh, my God. I heard the craziest story about a cruise. I so... My one of my best friends from back home, her nephew went on a cruise with one of his best friends. It was the kid's birthday. I think he was like 11 or something. They were all going on a cruise for the birthday. The dad dropped dead on the second day. And they don't obviously stop the cruise. They have a morgue. They just put him in the morgue and then you have to go on the cruise. 
and pretend dad's not like chilling next to the crudite. <laughs> Dude, I actually heard that about cruises. Isn't They're like, you wouldn't be surprised crazy? how many people die. Because it's international waters. So yeah. You can't get off and like yeah. do anything with the body. You just have to wait until you. I know every weird fact, every cruise ship has a morgue. Yes. Yeah, because a lot, it happens a lot because old people love cruises. Right. Oh, and that's so true. old people are always going on cruises and they, a lot of the time they fucking die. Also, did you know like people die in hotels a ton? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like almost every hotel room you've stayed in, someone probably has died in. Yeah. At some point yeah. out of all the hotel rooms you've been in. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah. But they don't say anything. They kind of just push yeah. it like under well, the rug. what are they going to say? You know, I don't know. Yeah. You're staying in a room where... <laughs> I want know. a death chart. It's yeah. crazy, right? That's no. so sad to have to stay on a cruise. Like, and it's like his birthday. He's like, woohoo! And like Mickey Mouse is all... Hur, hur, and you're like, shut up! My dad's You dead. shut up! Yeah. Like, it's horrible. Like, yeah. Goofy's trying to take a What's picture with you. Wish? I want my dad back. Horrible. Uh, oh, this has man. been a bummer of an oh episode. Oh, my God. This episode... I'm going to need to take a clonopin. Listen, Me too. I'm going to need a few. horrible, Brittany. I know we did it. Do we have bad advice? Is there any bad oh, advice? Oh, bad advice. Fuck. Need? Let me go down to bad yeah, advice. Brittany, I'm so you can sorry. Do I'm, it. I'm fucking up right now. That's okay. okay. We can go. All right. Segment is bad advice. This is where we give you our advice on your problems, which is always bad advice because obviously you've been listening to this podcast and been following along with our choices in life. So, yeah. all right. Let's do bad advice. Um, this is a girl, uh, she's, it's called Once Upon a Time in Mexico. I went to a bachelorette party in Mexico. It went off the rails because of a psycho bridesmaid who essentially allowed the bride to be sexually oh assaulted God. when she was drunk because the bridesmaid was trying to hook up with a creepy ass man. How would you handle an off the rails bachelor party oh. like this? Bachelorette party like this? Whoa. Whoa, the bride, she let the, the bride get, get sexually, sexually assaulted? assaulted? I mean, oh, that's horrible. How do you, how do you let? I mean, I, I guess we don't have enough details here. Yeah, but that, I don't know. We don't really. I don't even know what I would say other than like. Also, like bachelorette parties and bachelor parties are so stupid to me. It's an immediate like, no for me. I, I didn't even I'll have one when Tommy and I got married. I didn't have a bachelorette party. Like, who cares? Like, I had a dinner, yeah. you know, and I had a dick cake, and yeah, that's it. And that's that was it. enough for me. I didn't need to go get strange or have male yeah. strippers. Yeah, or no, whatever. I mean that's uh, yeah. I've, I feel like you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah. also, that's horrible. And like that, the the psycho bridesmaid let her be well what were you doing why didn't you stick up for the bride uh, right what were you doing why <laughs> you know, you just i just watched there? the whole thing yeah <laughs> <Just judging. laughs> crazy. yeah judging them all right there... i don't know about that one let's yeah, read let's a different do a one different okay one. <laughs> we need something we need some levity okay here's bad advice okay I broke up with a guy I was seeing for about six months. It ended pretty badly, and we agreed to never see or speak each other again to each other again. It was going to be easy because he lived eight hours away, and he was not on social media. I love a guy not on social media. So I booked a hotel in Jasper, Alberta, because I wanted to have a fun experience. I drove four hours. It was dark, and Google Maps kept saying to swerve off the road to get there. So I decided to go to another hostel. This lady shows me to my bed, and since I was last minute, I wouldn't have a bed that has the screens. I paid for the room to go. I paid for the room to go to my car and grab my stuff. Yeah, come back to the room, and I start getting ready to go out. All of a sudden, the door opens up, and I kid you not, in <gasps> walks my ex. Him and I both stared at each other, and then this girl, whom we were, whom when we were dating, was all about him walks in behind him oh that's heartbreaking no. so i awkwardly get up and say i have to go to the bathroom i call my best friend 
I say, what should I do? She said, put on your big girl panties and carry on with the night. So I shower and change, go back into the room to get my stuff out. My ex and the girl are sitting in the room waiting for me and say, let's get some drinks. What would you do? Ew. Ew. Also, I hate when you're like dating a guy and there's a girl who's hanging around and you're like, that girl's trouble. Mm-hmm. And then and he's you, like, don't worry about it. Yeah. And he says, don't worry about it. And then it's you, always the one. And then you break up and they're together. It's always the one. This happened to me before too. Did it? And I'm like, yeah it was like a a girl that I was like he's fucking around with this girl or he's talking to her or something and then we broke up and he was immediately fucking around with that girl and I'm like I fucking knew it dude every fucking time you just know you gotta trust yeah you gotta trust your instincts I wanna say not your gut but your instincts (laughs) why are you vacationing in a hostel yeah, that's crazy. I mean, some people do it to save money. No, I know. But yeah, but just stay home. Alberta is that Jasper? Alberta <laughs> is that Canada? Hostels are unsafe. Yeah, I would never. After that movie, hostel. No. Shout out to Eli Roth. Um, you would never for a plethora of reasons. I would never for. I can't even barely. I can barely like just well, sleep in a hotel room. <laughs> no, I can't. I can barely sleep in a hotel room knowing that other people have slept in that bed. I'm such a fucking germaphobe. I'm like, do you think they wash these sheets? I just like try to bring my own shit, yeah. pillowcases and whatnot. Um, okay, here's um, here's some good news, guys, because we we need we need, good, some, we need, we need some, some God willing, we need some good news. Well, I have some really good news. Okay, tell me. Well, they uh, this is maybe old news at this point, but um, they are banning the sale of dog meat overseas like the Yule and dog festival you know Yule and meat festival so people aren't going to be eating dogs which I love because I love dogs yeah and it makes me so sad and you know when I went to China and saw them all hanging Mm, up I I, I couldn't I couldn't ever I couldn't ever unsee that and it was the most horrible thing I probably might have seen my whole life anyway okay no no it's good it's good news that they're not doing that they're gonna stop eating them because they're so cute they're so cutie no more eating the little poopoo heads um okay good news Hulk Hogan was driving in Clearwater Florida when he saw a multi-car crash Hogan and his friends spotted a teenage girl who was a trapper in her vehicle so the pro oh sorry it said trapper (laughs) trapper Sorry, Hulk Hogan and his friends spotted a teenage girl who was trapped in her vehicle, so the pro wrestling legend sprung into action and freed her from the overturned car by using a sharp object to pop her airbag. Wow. Thanks, yeah. Hulk Hogan. He just lifted the car. He's like, with one hand. He slams it back down. He rips his T-shirt off. They're like, do you have to rip your yeah. T-shirt off too? Because oil Again? on his yeah. No problem, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. Um... Wow. Okay. Oh, and then I have, that. I have, wait, I I saved a good news thing. Hang on. Wait, let me find it. I saved it for this podcast. Um, oh, so for all my sober friends, there's a new bar in except army. Yeah. There's a new <laughs> bar in LA for all of our sober friends that are, you know, not into drinking. There's a really popular new bar in LA called stay. And it's the it bar right now, and it's all non-alcoholic drinks, and it is popping. Oh, and really? I'm like, I love that. Yeah, it's catering. Finally, someone catering to the sober community. And I know there's a lot of these bars around mm-hmm. in New York mostly, yeah. but in LA, there's a place, a new place called Stay. What part of LA is it? Um, it's uh, in Chinatown. So, oh, well, well, never be going there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you live near downtown and you're a sober person, it looks really rad. It's called Stay, and that's a very cool thing I think for people who are sober. We forgot our good 
good news last week and our good news last week was that Taylor Swift donated a million dollars to Tornado Relief around the holidays. Oh, she did? She's honestly like, I, most people are Swifties, but I think some people hate on her, but like you cannot hate on how much that woman Has gives done. back. Yeah, like yeah, she yeah. literally, when she was doing the Eras tour, I remember she tipped like each of the drivers that were driving her set around like hundreds of thousands of dollars like she's just so generous and she gives back and it's you know probably a little bit for tax purposes but also oh yeah she definitely gets to write off that million dollars on her taxes I mean here's the thing too when you make that much money people are like oh that's so nice of them but it is true you you know you're either going to give it to the government or you can give it to a good cause and so it's really nice when you do make that much money to do a big donation like that it's really fun and I know she lives she has a house in she probably has multiple houses in Tennessee so Tennessee is near and dear to Taylor. Thanks, Tay We love you. Okay, you guys. Um, this episode has been the worst. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> this the episode worst. has been fucking heavy, but we love you. We're so grateful for com- you guys coming back, sharing all of your vacation worst with us. Next week, we are going to have a dear friend on, Hannah Burner. We love her to pieces. We're going to do This is the Worst Job. And we're going to talk about our worst jobs that we've ever had. So don't forget to DM us and write in your worst job experiences or ask us for your bad advice. Don't forget to ask us for your bad advice too. Um, email us at this is the worst pod at justmediahouse.com. We will see you next week. We love you. See you next week, guys. Love you. Mwah. Thank you guys for listening to This Is The Worst podcast powered by Just Media House. This Is The Worst is hosted and executive produced by Brittany Furlan Lee and Brittany Schmidt. If you enjoyed our show, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Stay connected with us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, and Snapchat at This Is The Worst Pod. Studio provided by Second Floor Studios, podcast and social artwork produced by The Forward Digital and Product Limited. Thank you to our post-production team at Creative Evolution Studios. Theme song to This Is The Worst podcast performed by Midnight Noise. This Is The Worst, where we are going to make the best of the worst. But I don't think he's rolling yet. Are you rolling? I'm going to let me sit down so you don't hear me fat rumbling. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. Okay, today. Well, don't start it like that. (laughs) How should we start it? How should we start it? We're back. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay.